Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Radio Islam. And I'm going to say that this is my third, my third favorite intro. Um, this is a wonderful bed right here. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you have to listen to that. So we're going to just take a moment and appreciate this before we before we get get back into it. This is good stuff. You know what we're going to do? I'm going to put this artist up on our Facebook page. Right? So if people want to get this, they can they can they can get it. This is who who is this? Anthem Simple. Anthem Simple. Okay. All right. So uh <laughs> Radio Slime family, uh, this is your host, Tariq Elamine. We are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at www.wcev1450.com. And remember to follow, like our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You will find us at Radio Slime USA. And you can also check out all those episodes that you may have missed by going to wherever you get your podcast. So if that's SoundCloud, TuneIn's, iTunes, or Google Play, you'll find us at Radio Slime USA. All right, I told you before the break that we were going to get into the the real conversation, the conversation I've been waiting to have. Um, I almost feel like I'm, I'm on FM right now. I'm about to say, guess who's in the building, right? You don't say that on AM. You can't say, no. can't say <laughs> that's not an AM. That's not an AM saying, right? Guess who? I'm, I'm the first one to say it. Guess who's in the building? Guess. Jacinda Bully, right? Now, if, if, you're, if you're in Chicago then you should already know who Jacinda is. Now, what I didn't know, I didn't know, like, the AKA, like, you are known as Ja the Ant Mouth. <laughs> yes. And that's that's appropriate. Like, if you've ever heard, because the, the spirit and the, just the energy that you have, it is it is amplified. It is, <laughs> you know, it is, it is present. Uh, but if you have been under a rock, we welcome you uh, back from under the rock that you have been. I'm going to tell you just a little bit about Jacinda. Uh, she stands at the crossroads of, of Islam and hip-hop, rooted in her Choctaw and Appalachian identity. She is one of Chicago's treasures. If you don't know who she is, she is a phenomenal femc. Femc, you know what that is, right? All right. Um, poet, social justice warrior, and co-founder of Kumba Links. And for the past 21 years, she has served as the organization's co-artistic director, contributing to Chicago's spoken word movement through her work with and the cultivation of Chicago's young poets, helping future leaders find and define their voices. Jacinda is a six-time winning coach for the Louder Than a Bomb Poetry Slam, which is, if you know anything about the Poetry Slams and Louder Than a Bomb, this is, this is serious. Um, uh, she's also a content contributor to Dr. Suad Abdul Khabir's 2016 release, Muslim Cool. I believe it was 2016. I took my picture, put it on, on uh, Twitter, right? Um, and which was an ethnographic, ethnographic exploration of race, religion, and hip-hop in the United States. Jacinda's own children's book entitled, You Winking at Me, is set for a 2019 release. And Jacinda believes that we are all elders in training. I love the, the idea of that, that we are all elders in training. Uh, and she is preparing to deepen the Kumba Links continuum by studying to be a doula, hoping to deliver her first Kumba Links baby this year. Yes. So that's that's what's up. We assalamu alaikum. We thank you for being here. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you for having me. Yes, it is a pleasure. So tell us, uh, tell the Radio Islam family who may or may not be aware of the work and the history of Kumba Links. 
uh, what is Kumba Links and, and how did it come about? Word. So Kumba Links is a youth development, arts making, collective uh, organization, if you will. Uh, it was founded in 1996 by myself and two other sisters from Chicago, uh, uptown in, west, in the west side. Um, and we were all sort of born into and nurtured by um, community involvement activism that centered black liberation. Um, but also had this, were raised in sort of this old school notion of organizing community um, around uh, the, you know, the Panthers survival day sort of programs. Um, and art and culture always kind of was in on the back burner. Um, but coming up, obviously, we were birthed also into an era of hip hop. Right. Um, never really calling it that, but practicing that, you know, in our own rights, in our own ways, whether that was being young folks going to hip hop parties in basements or just, you know, ciphering, writing rhymes, like whatever we did with the, the, the uh, access that we had to, uh, you know, East Coast um, art and culture mm. of hip hop. So, um, having the background of, of activism and being really involved in, and concerned with our communities and knowing that we had to um, have a stake in that um, we were always pretty active as young folks um, and did some, you know, some a lot of stuff around education um, going back to 1994, 95, uh, before we started Kumba Links, we were involved in some of the like after babies of uh, the Black Panther movement in Chicago. So we were involved in some curriculum, uh, school-based kind of work. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, the art and the culture wasn't there. A lot of the organizing was happening around schooling and sports. But we were practicing this art um, that we knew was, you know, helping us to heal, allowing us um, access to find our own purpose. And so we just sort of um, decided that we wanted to branch off from some of the traditional ways that folks were organized and that we really wanted to provide a, a space for ourselves because we were teenagers ourselves and the young folks that just lived on our blocks and in our community to kind of engage with each other around making art, original art that was based in um, original story. Um, personal lived experiences and of course it was just natural that we would rhyme that or we would dance that or uh, you know we may tag that or, or what have you um, so it was, that was just sort of the art that we were exposed you, you to. You threw all the elements of hip hop. All the there. elements. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> all right um, what are you most proud of uh, with this work that you've been doing and, them, and I have to say this because um, Sometimes we don't really realize the road that we are that we are embarking on. Uh, and it's only when we realize that we've been at it for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, that we look back and realize, wow, I'm actually I am I am doing everything that I never thought I was going to do. Mm. Um, and and the sense of purpose that I was looking for, I'm living it. What what are you most proud of? Well, all praises to a lot, you know, because I uh, definitely didn't start any of this thinking, oh, this is what I'm going to do with my life uh, right. or this is I'm I want to make a name for myself. You know, humility is real um, yeah. and gratitude is most important. Um, and not one day goes by in the work of Kuma Links over two decades plus that we don't recognize we're just showing up for something that we must have been ordained to be a part of um, because we've we've never went backwards 
uh, even when we've doubted ourselves. Um, and I'm probably, you know, I go, we still go through that all the time, no matter how long we've been into the work. But what I think I'm most proud of is um, an opportunity to um, have relationships with so many folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also proud that um, I have been able to establish a relationship with, with our creator mm-hmm. in ways that have, you know, broken many boundaries um, um, and just given me a lens into what it means to have a relationship with your creator. Um, And the excellence that I get to witness day in and day out, Mm -hmm. um, the rewriting and the shifting of narratives um, Mm -hmm. that try to um, keep, keep folks boxed in um, or cat, you know, in particular categories, like just being a part of that, I'm I'm most proud of the work that we show up to do in reimagining a more just world. Like that, that's part of our mission, but that's mad real on my heart. Right. Um, yeah. You know what? It, it's funny. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about my own, my own teenage years, and. I remember that some of the some of the best rhymes that uh, that we heard were not on anybody's was not on anybody's tape at the time. That's what we listened tapes. Right. But you heard them on the the platform, the L platforms. Yeah. yeah. Right. You heard them uh, in the hallways, you know, at school uh, or on the park benches, and there was a there was a, a freedom that was associated with that. Yeah. And I mentioned that because I recall I saw Kumba Links, I saw the young people that you all work with, I saw them perform. Uh, I think it was at Taken to the Streets, um, the, the the last one. Okay. And and they reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Right. They didn't look like they were they were up there giving something that was scripted. Right. They looked like they were they were giving truth to their own experiences and. And it just took me it, it just took me back. And I want to ask you, is that something that you are very are you are you deliberate about making sure that they are expressing themselves uh, from themselves as opposed to trying to take on somebody else's uh, voice? Yeah, yes, it's absolutely necessary. Right. And how often in our society are we given an opportunity to really um you know, explore who we are and to have a conversation, a critical conversation, that meaning that I get to ask why constantly. I get to have an inquiry-based art-making experience. Um, And we're we're very deliberate about not making art for art's sake. Um, We also believe that folks of color don't have the leisure or luxury to make art just for art, that every piece of art is political. So, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so uh, definitely very intentional about, you know, reclaiming and um, ex- and being unapologetic for existing mm-hmm. in the ways that we do exist and the ways that we do express and that we are creative. Um, we're very intentional also about being connected to our bodies and the way that that w- that that expresses our personal stories. Um, you know, we really do believe um, that just as much as there, you know, there's been a, a mental piece of oppression, there's also very obviously been a physical piece, but the way, the same way that we recognize the way that mental oppression, you know, we're 150, 200, 500 years removed, mm-hmm. don't, uh, we cannot dare think that our bodies have not experienced that as well. And so for us digging deep 
into who we are and like reclaiming i call it our dna joy because we we are our pain-based narratives are real right and we remember trauma because fight or flight yeah. so it's natural when you go through something automatically your body's like whoa i've been here before uh-uh i'm finna something finna go happen right. but challenging ourselves to dig a few more levels in and reclaim that dna joy is just as important and, and but in that you have to acknowledge the trauma that the body has experienced so for us you know movement is is uh very important and that's a lot of the work that happens um with louder than a bomb and and the work that kumba links the performance poetry ensemble that has competed in louder than a bomb for 20 years i'm sorry 17 18 years something like that wow. for a very long time um that's the work the artistic excellence that we're known for mm -hmm. um but not always have we been respected for that, the way in which we stage our written work. Um, mm. But in essence, we stage our written work because we are digging into our DNA and we understand that there is a mind-body-spirit connection and we could not play one over the other when, when sharing our stories. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, no, yeah. that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so it, folks give us a yeah. lot of pushback um, in spaces, uh, slam poetry spaces, because yeah. we move, and they're like, "Oh, they're sucking and jiving. They move it too much. They, <laughs> you know." But it's like, "Yo, you love New Edition, right? New Edition was getting it in. They were yeah. connecting, you know. And so, like, we're not afraid to use our body to tell those stories. It's natural." Right now I'm talking, what, is my, what are my hands yeah, yeah, doing? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Are, we're, this is, these things are all connected. and like, right. So we don't deny that. We actually pride ourselves on that. Hmm. We believe that that's a, a big piece of um, the way that we show up to, to practice hip-hop and to um, you know reclaim our, our our narratives and to share our narratives. You know, it's it's interesting that are you, do you feel like you are helping to create cultural um, uh, culture critics, because I mean, and and that's that is a major part of the birth of of hip hop. Yeah. It was it was it was social commentary. It was it was critiquing uh, injustices, and it was it was not just giving um, voice to dissatisfaction, but it was also that counter narrative, right? What you see, you may look at the ghetto and see ugly, but this is a place that I see beauty in, and. Uh, so having having these different different voices that that come out, it allows us it allows for a a different narrative to be established. So is that also a part of of the work creating these this a, a lens or where they see things differently? Yeah, a cultural critique. That that's a good way. To, uh, that's a, a good way to um, to uh, articulate it. Um, and and that is a piece of our work. Uh, you know, uh, we call it critical pedagogy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we actually have a practice that's called the We Get Free um, Hip Hop Pedagogy. And mm -hmm. it's literally the ways in which we approach life, right? right? And it's the ways in which we approach, uh, which we approach our ways of knowing, mm -hmm. um, validating our ways of knowing. When we talk about violence, you know, so often our city wants to talk about the violence that happens you know, with guns that were not purchased by young black boys right. um, or brought into this country by young black boys. But we all know that, you know, statistics will tell us that black women and black men are, you know, filling up prisons mostly for things that they do not cultivate or create themselves. Right. 
but but given that um that narrative we um you know um it's for us this practice of um of asking questions and getting to the root um of of why things are the way they are that's our that's the critical piece that that's the very necessary practice that we have so asking why so that you know so we can't just make the excuse of poverty or we can't just make like these broad statements of why things are but we want to constantly ask that um so if you come with a particular story that you know this is this is my this is my lived experience so well, let's have a conversation about that we i was actually we were i was on my way driving over here with the sis and and you know i don't i don't want to share too much but i just want to share that you know family member was shot survived um you know, these are brown folks live in a predominantly black community. And we're just having a conversation about that. Like, what is that rooted in, right? Like, what is the, so like, how did parents respond? How did medical folks respond to this? But what are the roots of these? Like, what are the root causes for the reasons in which we cannot show up in this world the way that we need to show up for ourselves and each other? Mm-hmm. Um, and just having that critical conversations uh, and not making excuses, but really trying to undo, unlearn, unpack, and relearn. Right. and heal at the same time a lot of stuff a lot, a lot of things are required mm-hmm. but that's all part of our practice at Kumbalinks. so there's definitely an epistemolo- uh, epistemological framework uh that, that accompanies the art or that precedes the art absolutely it's more important so in any time we're creating performance work mm-hmm. uh you'll hear me say often like we got a lot of stuff on the stove like we're always cooking mm-hmm. it's just what are we gonna share you know what are we gonna eat today right. like what y'all gonna eat what we gonna you know what we gonna feed y'all today but we're constantly cooking like we're constantly having conversations about you know what is justice what is what is transformation you know what really is transformative justice like mm-hmm. what, what being you know how are we approaching arts that is trauma-informed that is you know centering those most marginalized those those um you know, so we're, we're just having those constant conversations. Like, what is what is consent? What is healthy relationships? What is toxicity? Like, not to say by any means do we have the handbook or the answers, because obviously if we did, the world would be a much better place <laughs> to exist and, you know, rotate in. Yeah. But uh, we're trying. You know, well, we're having well, those ask, conversations. Asking a question is probably the most important thing, in my opinion, that can be done. Because um, at the very least, it gets you to examine the, the situation. Um, yes. And... And a part of as- asking the question, I think, and relating that to uh, cultural cr- uh, critique, relating that to arts as a means of uh, of transforming our, our society, which is rooted in transforming uh, values. I want to say, I'm going to share this. Um, there's a line from Khalil Ismail. Okay. Uh, and it's in one of his songs, and he says, music has the power to change, to, music has the power to change uh, beliefs, right, or to something along that line right Word, yeah but 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 it, but it's true right it's true because these are things you hear a line and you find yourself repeating it you you you, you wrap it along with you know who, mm. whoever and these become a part of your your reality they mm. become they they shape your thinking yeah so i say all of that to say this that one of our most celebrated for quite some time um artists right as a as a producer as a, as a as a as a MC, um, and well, just as, as an artist in general, right? As a creative force, has been detached, right? His he's been detached, so his 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 ability to use his art form, his creativity, 
to critique society in a way that allows us to to shed light on those um, uh, on those situations, those circumstances that continue to uh, perpetuate marginalization and oppression. It's gone, right? So we we talking about our boy, you know, Kanye. Oh, yeah. What what is your response to that? Uh, I'll, I'm gonna say this last thing, and I'm gonna yeah give you the floor. Um, it was on TMZ. Mm-hmm. And whoever the brother was that was talking to him, his last one of his last comments were, "Brother, you got to be responsible." Mm. You, you know, and he repeated, "You got to be responsible," because he he understands this the weight of uh, of the artist, the weight of of the, the poet, um, of weight of those words. What do you <laughs> what, what 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 are your what are your thoughts? Oh, I was done with Kanye when Kim came around. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah. Because I just didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't. I, it's like, I don't know. I can't understand that part. So everything mm-hmm. after that, I really have to just kind of step back and be like, I don't know what. I keep thinking it's like a plot. Mm-hmm. And the truth is going to come out. But then, like, babies <laughs> have now come into the scene. And it's like, yeah. this is life. And I, I thought it was a stunt. So I thought Kim was the Trump stunt, right? Yeah. So I keep we keep we keep making excuses mm-hmm. for Kanye right. for why he's doing what he's doing. Oh, he's trying to sell a record. Oh, he trying. Okay, at some point, it, like, is it, I don't care if it's a stunt or not a stunt. It's it's yeah. there is a detachment there, and and I say that like. At some point, so I heard the T.I. and the, I heard the song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, T.I., okay. So he let T.I., you know, put his position out there, which, you know, I'm already have issues with that because I'm, I don't believe in the society, in the place where we exist now. We can have the leisure to be fair in some conversations. Mm. Um, so even the fact that, oh, Kanye let both sides come out. I, and what, like, really? We don't, I don't play that game. Right. Ain't nothing in this world fair. And so I'm definitely not gonna take up time and space for garbage and trash. And so basically after I heard that song, I was like, I'm done. And I know it's continued and there's, you know, there's been, but I did step away just cause I don't, so, sort of like the vibration thing. Like it's only so much that I'm gonna let permeate in my mind. Right. I have too many other things. But just, to, you know, I, I mean, I feel bad for him, but I also, I, I feel bad for a lot of stuff. And I, I don't really have a tolerance for it. At, at this point, yeah, you got to be responsible. The yeah. same way that mad folks need to be responsible. And this was a conversation I was having earlier this week that was like, yo, same way NBA players got to be responsible. All artists got to be responsible. Mm-hmm. I've never been the, that, that person that's like, oh, yo, they just athletes, they just artists. No. Nah. Like, when you get to exist like that, right. you're part of the problem. Yeah. Because if you can cut off what's really happening and play games with what's really happening, like, you ain't, you, you're not, you're not with the, you're not in this no more. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're like, not you, on the team no more. No. Yeah. You know, you watching. <laughs> you pay, you bought a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's something else he said uh, that, that Kanye said in his explanation where he's trying to free himself of expectations. Right. Um, And that was I don't represent just black people or hip hop. I represent the world. And that to me was a statement of that was a statement of struggle. Like he's I think he's set up for a long time trying to figure out I don't want to be what the world sees me as. And I want to I want to be more than that. 
And, and in doing so, well, you may have erased yourself, mm. right? You may have erased yourself because mm. you've, you've cut yourself off from the people who, who have laid the foundation for you to, for you to even be where you are. Yeah. And <laughs> now you want to you wanna put on another jersey. Right, he's wanted to design hotels and right. say, "Get out of here, man." That's yeah. you know, stay I mean, in your lane. I, you know, I get it, right? I get yeah. he's innovative, right? Like those type, those are the people that do shift and change the world, right? And I'm never hating on that because mm-hmm. I, I do, I get he's always been like that, sure. right? But again, I can't coddle your behavior because it it hurts. It's de- it's detrimental. Like it's like you ahead of you. It's it's a hard place to be. When you are a genius in your own right and you see the world for so much more, it's like that person is like, I don't see color. You know, I'm, I'm like, it's like, cool, I'm trying to get there. But we got some reparations and some things we have to work right. out before we can ever not see yeah. color. Mm-hmm. Just, we got a lot of history that we got we to gotta get past the same 500 years of all that harm. We mm-hmm. got to get 500 years past that. Then we can have that conversation. And he's just like before his time. Mm-hmm. And then he's just consumed. For me, he's consumed with a lot of like white capitalist crap yeah. that I'm not into. And, you know, at whose expense? Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're selling $200 T-shirts. Yeah. Um, like, who's who's buying these? The Kardashians. So, yeah, cer- certainly not. Certainly <laughs> and not they the get people, them for free. Yeah, so. certainly not the people that, that come from the, uh, the the neighborhood you came from right. in, in the city. Right. And they're I, not, I mean, not. I'm all for black folks making money and, you know, I'm all for that. But, I got a beef for $200 T-shirts. Yeah. I mean, just and just just as a... Like why? It's a T shirt. Yeah. But that's 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 another rant and, and that's just the old man in me. Yeah. I think. Um yeah, yeah, I mean I think you can you can do well for yourself without putting other people uh in, in a compromising position. Yeah. You know, where they feel like, you know, if I don't have this, I'm less than. Yeah. Right. I need these shoes, I need this particular brand of clothing or whatever. Um but that's that's the that's the merger. That's the that to me that's the hijack, the hijacking of hip hop, mm. um, is where it became commodified. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's an export. I mean the beautiful thing is is that we have to always remember like we exist within capitalism. So like he's created a lane that no other artist has created. And the thing is is like I would have no problem giving him love and props. And all that for like what he has done sure. to move the culture to to get his to get to, to make his dollar right, mm-hmm. but you know again it's hard for me to do that when when some statement like I just want the Kanye back that was you know George Bush doesn't like black people can we just get right. him back and yeah. then you could do all that sell yeah. your two hundred dollars shirts <laughs> marry the fake princess and her family like do all that yeah. but like. Be real, you know. Like there was, there's an expect, there was an expectation of him back then that he would show up in a way. But you know, again, that's us projecting what we think he needs to do with his path. That's true. And that's so true. at the end of the day, he gonna do what he's gonna do. Yeah. You know, and we gonna keep doing what we gotta do. Yeah, and don't put too much weight, or don't 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 expect him to to show up because he's a different guy now. He's yeah, he's not gonna be a part of the underground railroad. But <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He'd be like, there it is over there. Right. I'm um, good. <laughs> Hope you make it. <laughs> so let me ask you, um, I often say, I don't know. I don't want to just make it our tagline, but this hour goes by really fast, right? right. So we're getting down to 
our, our, our very last, you know, seven, eight minutes or okay. so. So I want to ask you to uh, to share with the Radio Slam family some of the, 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 the events that are going to be going on uh, that right. are coming up during uh, this blessed month of Ramadan. So I'm so excited. Um, so Kumalinks has always been a presenter of uh, hip-hop theater. Mm-hmm. This is what we've been doing for the past two decades. Um, three years ago, we officially started to produce the Chicago Hip-Hop Theater Fest. Okay. And that happens uh, this June, June 6th through the 10th, God willing. Um, and it's obviously in the last few days of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Um and we're mad excited. We have nine presenters. We have uh, 12 shows happening over five days outside, on the north side, in Uptown. We're doing it in the park, bringing it back, making it old school, reclaiming public space on Best our terms. <laughs> yes. Can't go wrong in a park outside on a beautiful day or a nice, cool evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's, you know, uh, some great work. It, it, the, the Chicago Hip Hop Theater produces critical hip hop. And what that really means is that these are stories um, around issues that are impacting um, folks every day. Uh, You know, conversations around race, conversations around faith, conversations around identity, um, around, you know, uh, specifically around, um, you know, topic things that are happening in Chicago. Um, and I'm really excited because this year, myself and one of the other co-founders of Kumba Links, Jaquanda Viegas, we are sharing our work, um, which is a live show that's based off of a coloring poetry book that we uh, produced in partnership with some really dope uh, illustrators mm-hmm. uh, about a year ago. So our show is called Fillings. Put some respect on it. It opens okay. up the festival. And it's all about the work that we've been doing for the 20, 20 years plus in yeah. Chicago around um, hip-hop education. Um, and we're super excited about it. That opening night is a night for, we're, we're saying a night for liberators, those who facilitate liberatory spaces. Okay. So educators, if you're a CPS teacher, you get in free. All right. Um, we have some really great folks. Uh, Dr. Bettina Love, who is a really dope academic. She just breaks it down so well. She's our invited guest, so she'll be there that night. Um, after the show, we're having a roundtable conversation about what hip-hop praxy looks like in and outside of the classroom. Because mm. we, you know, obviously a lot of the work that we do is outside of the classroom, but for us it's, it's, it's intentional that way and it's, it's necessary in that way. Um, the second night, we're super excited. Um, we have Dr. Suad Abdul-Kabir uh, sharing her work uh, sampled um, Beats of Muslim Life. Okay. Um, and after that, inshallah, we will have host an iftar um, for community. And so we, and then, oh, I'm sorry, and before um, that, we're working on potentially having some kind of uh, arts making workshop with a, a local Muslim artist. So that night is really, nice. you know, all about honoring Ramadan and how, how can we do that, you know, in this month. Um, oftentimes we're in the grind of our day-to-day work, mm-hmm. but how can we, the Hip Hop Theater Fest, Kumba Links, who, um, you know, we you know we practice really hard to be inclusive. And one of the founders being Muslim, it's, it's mad important to us that we honor 
Ramadan. I'm always like so dry mouth at, during this <laughs> festival because, and everybody knows they're like, oh, in two minutes, just in the house, water, you know. And a lot of them will, you know, a lot of folks will fast with us. But for us, that night that um, Suad is presenting her work is a great opportunity for us as a community to come together and really break bread and like share with the rest of the community who may practice or who may not practice, mm -hmm. um, you know, what Ramadan is all about and to have good conversation, a great show that really talks about a lot of aspects of what it is to be a Muslim in America, a black Muslim in America mm -hmm. for Suad. Right. Um, and so we're really excited about that night. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that I got to come on the show and really talk about that. And I really hope folks come out to any of the shows. We have a, a really great lineup. You can see it at the Chicago Hip Hop Theater Fest.com. Send us the, um, the, the flyer. Um, okay. If you got a, a JPEG, PNG, whatever, yep. and we'll definitely uh, share it on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, and hopefully, um, well, I definitely plan on being there. Please, please, <laughs> please. Yeah, but so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how things uh, continue to develop. We definitely want to support the type of work. Uh, it's people sometimes they see Dawa as they see it in, in a very, in a very structured um just very linear type sure. of uh, way uh, and not realizing that even in the Quran, the rest recitation itself, there's art, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there have been people who have been attracted to, to, to this religion just from the recitation, right? So we have to be able to transfer that same type of thinking and the art of our, of our day, this, this, this spoken word, poetry, rap, hip hop, the, all these different elements, there's an invitation. Yes. Right. So this is this is wonderful work you you all are doing. So we appreciate you being here, and um, hopefully this is not the last time we will see you. No, <laughs> definitely not. I, I'm, I really I, I appreciate you for having us on. Yeah. yeah. All right, Rito Sam family. We have been talking with Jacinda Bully. Um, she is the co-founder of Kumba Links, uh, and as I mentioned earlier, six times six time uh, winning coach for uh, Louder Than a Bomb, and her book will be out in 2019, inshallah. Yes, uh, who you winking at? That's a great <laughs> title. Who you who you winking at? All right. <laughs> so we want to go ahead now. We want to thank our uh, engineer over at WCEV, Leonard. Thank you very much, sir, for making sure we come through loud and clear. We thank our engineer in studio, the impressive one, Ibrahim Beg. Um, I am your host and producer, Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and or guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision, Inc. I think we got it all out, folks. So tomorrow, as I said, we're going to lead off with, with my first favorite song tomorrow. That's Friday song? Well, we're going to have two Fridays this week. <laughs> all right, uh, family. You all have a great evening. I'm going to leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.